It's I'm going to end up fucking stabbing by the end of this list. And I came in with a, in a really good mood. I was like, yeah, fuck yeah, man. The Hilltop Pools were, they were fucking brilliant. This concert's so good. I'm in such a good mood. And now I'm just like, I'm going to kill somebody tonight. This is fucked. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Rumble Spring Podcast. My name is Sarah. And I'm Will. And we're up to episode 18. We are to episode 18. 18, we're legal now. Look at us go. A funny story, when um, when my brother turned 18, mm-hmm. he went to the pub and I was going to get him have his first beer, mm-hmm. but he'd been at the pub for about 12 months beforehand and they didn't realise <laughs> he wasn't 18. That doesn't sound like so the, him at all. So they were going to give it? him a big yard glass full of beer to celebrate his 18th and he's like, well, you know what, I've, um, I've probably already done that. <laughs> Yeah. Well, no, well, he wouldn't have gotten the yard glass. No. Though, would he? No. But we've just been watching the um, the bushfire concert on the yes. telly, which has been amazing. And there's there's been over $7 million pledged during the course of the concert. During Queen's set... Did you say $7 million? $7.7 million. Wow. During Queen's set, which is the exact set they performed at Live Aid in 1985, and it's the first time they've done that set since... They were amazing. A quarter of a million dollars pledged just during that set. Holy hell. So to um, the bushfire people who are running that show, uh, what's the comedian's name who's running? Who's Celeste Barber. Celeste Barber. All the acts. It's just been amazing. And uh, and we just thought we might touch on a couple of the acts that really... Oh, it's been so enjoyable. That really got us going. But personally, uh, my favourite has been Hilltop Hoods. Oh, they tore it up. I'm not. A, I'm not. I'm not a huge hip hop fan at all. But I like a bit of hip hop. But they were just phenomenal. I don't want to go to the, one of their concerts. Yeah. I after feel like seeing I that, I absolutely. Yeah. I'm down to go to one of their. So concerts. Hilltop Woods, and and the other one for me, uh, and it just takes me back to my youth and my well, my misspent youth was the Grinspoon set. <laughs> yes. Just, like when they played Chemical Heart, I'm like, oh my god, this was the song when I was 18 and had my little 79 Corolla called Rachel. Rachel. And, and we used to get around playing Triple J as loud as we possibly could, and I was so fucking cool. Too cool for school. Oh god, my, my sunglasses looked like I was a speed dealer. It was just. <laughs> So hearing, hearing Chemical Heart on the telly was just it. Oh, and then, then they played Just Ace, which is in my top ten favourite songs of all time. Yeah. So I loved it. What has been the highlights for you? I really liked Illy. Yeah, well, Illy was awesome. I'm a big fan of Illy's anyway. Yeah. I really loved Hilltop Hoods. And I loved Queen. Yeah. They were amazing. Yeah. Picking Adam Lambert as their new front man was yeah, definitely a good choice. Because we know that it's really hard to replace a front man and not many bands can yeah, successfully do it. Yeah, you can not very often sort of actually make it work. ACDC is a good example ACDC of that. did. But Queen have nailed it with Adam Lambert. He's just the right amount of entertainer and flamboyance and yeah. can actually hit those same notes that Freddie Mercury did. Yeah. That's not to take away anything from Freddie Mercury because he was... a an amazing front man as well. But I just think Adam Lambert has really stepped up. And, in in terms know. of front men, I reckon my top two front men for what they do is Freddie Mercury mm. and Bon Scott. They'd be my top two. If I had to pick I'd two agree front with men, those. But I'd also add Brendan Urie in there too. Oh, Brendan Urie. Adam, La- uh, Adam Levine is an excellent front man. Mm. Um, the, the pop Belen Bono <laughs> is a remarkable front man. Um Bloody Axel Rose can eat a dick. Oh, <laughs> yeah, 
sorry to all the Guns N' Roses fans out there, yeah. but he's a wank. Yeah, if you've got Axl Rose tattooed on you somewhere, you need psychiatric help. My other f- band mm-hmm. that I liked, person, was Michael Bublé. Oh, yes. But I love Michael Bublé anyway. Yeah, he, so. he was, it was phenomenal. Yeah. Wasn't he? The whole yeah. concert's just been an amazing thing on the telly. And, it's been awesome. And to raise seven, $7.7 million. We're recording at the moment with KD Lang in the background. Yeah, I missed Tina Arena, but from what I read on all forms of social media, she was amazing, apparently. Oh, but brilliant. I missed... Her, she must have been on while we had visitors here. Yeah, I and guess. even the coverage of it, like they had Rove. Like if you're going to go top draw Australian entertainers, yeah, to to host something like this, Rove is it? Because he's such a funny bastard. Yeah, genuinely oh, funny I love bastard. Rove. He's awesome. Anyway, but that's not actually what we're talking about. No, tonight. no, we're talking about um, super rich penny pinches. But before we get into that, mm. the poll Ooh. for the collective noun of our Rumpus Room podcast listeners is still open on our Facebook mm. page. There are only two options that you can click on, but if you go into the comments, there are other suggestions that you listeners have put up on there. So if you don't like the two that have got like the gif on there to click on, yeah. head into the comments and like the one that you think yeah. is the best. Or if you don't like any of those... Add your own yeah, add your suggestion. Own. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, oh I, I need to touch on something else before we start this list of penny pinches. I just want to get your reaction recorded for posterity. Oh, God. Um, we went out for tea last night. Yeah. Went to a local pub oh, and had a really good feed. I didn't think I, I ha- knew where this was I going. I had the fisherman's basket. It was fantastic. The kids had nuggets and snuff had calamari. It was just fantastic. We're sitting there waiting for our meal and this random old bloke mm-hmm. comes up and starts touching Moose on the nose. He starts booping him on the nose. And, and Moose is like pushing his hand away, so he held his hand away and touched him on the nose again. I know. Fuck so I had my me. back turned yeah. to him, and I turned around just in time to see him hold on to Moose's hand that he was trying to push him away with and boop him on the nose. And then he walked away before, like, that all happened within, like, two seconds. Yeah. So it wasn't quite long enough for me... To stand up and tell him to fuck right off. <laughs> I don't know if he's a listener or not, but to the strangeoid who tried to touch Moose's nose at the pub. Or did f- touch Moose's nose at the pub. And then what is his He's strange- like, oh, is he just stirring you up, is he? And I'm just like, no, he's touching my son without his child. fucking consent. Fuck off. He pushed his hand away. Yeah. Jensen tried to push him away, and he grabbed hold of his hand and still booped his nose. Yeah. I'm like, mate, that's not fucking okay. No, not on. Just because he's a five-year-old kid, it doesn't make it okay. You wouldn't go up and do it to some rando in the pub, a grown-up. Don't do it to a fucking kid. You know what it reminded me of? And this is a little bit funny. A weird person? A weird person. Harvey, Harvey Crumpet in the movie had a Tourette's thing where he had to touch someone on the nose. Yeah. And he got smacked in the face. Yeah. So if Moose had a smacked him in the face... Moose is only five. There's no way you could smack him in the face. But, but that guy's lucky that I had my back to yeah. him when I did. So for, for all those listeners who are thinking about touching kids on the nose, fucking don't. Don't. <laughs> Do not touch children without their consent. They're still people. And they don't. They may or may not want it. Otherwise, great feed. Oh, yeah, it was yeah. great. <laughs> it was a good so, tea other than that. Yeah. So, now, we'll leave that weirdness behind, mm. and we'll get into our list of penny-pinching celebrities or rich people. Now, they're not all celebrities, and some of these are, stories are old as the hills. But, but they are rich. But they are rich. Because rich doesn't necessarily equal celebrity. No. 
These people are filthy rich. Okay. So the first bloke is a fella called Daniel Dancer. Okay. Daniel, this list comes from msn.com.au. He might have been more than, born more than 300 years ago, but this miserly man takes the stingy, super-rich people in comparison. In 1716, a wealthy agricultural family, Dancer took care of his 80 acres of meadow until his, after his father's death. Um, on his father's death, he was worth £10,000, which is the equivalent of $1.66 billion today. Holy shit! Yet he scrimped on costs by eating cooked old bones... Hard-boiled dumplings and rarely washed, never using soap. What the fuck? Yeah. So he's got all the money in the world. Yeah. Wouldn't use soap because it cost him money. Oh, my... No. I know. How bad would he stink? Oh, the stink. He'd smell rich. (laughs) There it is. (laughs) Allegedly, he refused to call a doctor when his sister was crook. Oh. As a result... She died. She died. Dancer ended up with $1,000 of her $2,000 fortune. His share was worth around uh, uh, $280,000 today. It is claimed he partially inspired Scrooge in Dickens' famous story. That sounds about right. Failed to call the doctor when his sister was crook because he didn't want to pay for it. That's beyond fucked. <laughs> what is that? That is beyond fucked. And as a result, he lost his sister. Yeah, I'm glad we're not rich. Like, you can be rich and not be a twat. Yeah. What about this woman? Hetty Green. Have you heard of Hetty Green? No. She was the witch of Wall Street. Was she? And was said to be worth $100 million at the time. Jesus. That's in 1864. What the... F- what? So that's a lot of money. Uh, she made her money through real estate and railroads and married a rich person, surprisingly enough. And he pissed all his money up the wall, but she didn't. Oh. No. Well, obviously, from that, she had money... She had money to begin with. To begin with, and then, then she married, married her mother, Rich, dude, yeah. who obviously didn't know how to work shit. Her miserly ways became the stuff of legend. Paranoid about her fortune being taken away, she would sleep with a chain of bank deposit keys tied to her waist and a gun in her hand. What if you... You know how, like, when you're falling asleep... And you have those little jerky dreams. Yeah. Mine's usually like, I think I'm tripping over on the crack of the concrete. Like, a footpath out the front of the house that I grew up in. It's really? always the same fucking one. Is it? Yeah. So when I have the little <laughs> at bedtime, it's just because I've fallen asleep. Yeah, no, mine's like I have that dream and I twitch. But anyway, I digress. What if you were her and you had that dream and you fucking... Shot yourself. I know, right? Or your husband. Yeah. Yeah. Well, either way, or it's just not good. Just shot the gun, yeah. full stop. You'd wake up. You fucking would, yeah. wouldn't you? I don't know. You probably wouldn't. Allegedly, she even tried to treat herself for a hernia by jamming a stick into her abdomen because she refused to pay the cost of going to the hospital. Oh, no, 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 oh, no. This is going to make you... No. This is going to make you real grumpy. When her son injured his leg, she tried to take him to a charity hospital for the poor. What the fuck? <laughs> I know. She was turned away when staff recognised her. And rightly fucking so, you stingy old mole. <laughs> what the fuck? Have a look at her. Oh. Doesn't she look like something out of a fucking what? horror movie? Somebody banged her. I know. She's got a kid. I know. 
Somebody looked at her and went, I've got to get me some yeah. of that. Oh, dear. So, yeah, that's Hetty Green. What a bitch. Fuck. fuck. Oh, we're too rich. To, we're, I thought, oh, mate, the first bloke was pretty bad, but fuck me. Yep. Yep. <laughs> some of these are incredible. That hurtier one, that's just... I felt a little... Look, I'm generally not a queasy person. I've got a very strong stomach. But a little bit of sick came out. It's it's just sitting behind my tonsils. <laughs> I'm no. There's just so much fucking no there. Like she, just, no. Well, I can't. We've got to move let's on. Go to Otherwise, the story it'll of, just be half an hour of me just saying no. <laughs> let's go to the story of Wellington Burt. Wellington. Wellington Burt. Burt. He was a lumber baron and one of the richest men in the early 1900s. Sounds like he's also a fuck. But that doesn't mean he was generous. He was born in 1831 in Michigan and he built his timber business during the Green Gold Rush. He made a fortune in investments in salt what, and railways. What does that, and hang on, what does that mean? Well, they're making money out of trees. Oh, okay. Yeah. So he also had salt industry, railroads and iron mines. Oh, so he had his finger in a lot of pies. So that's him. Salt industry, what was the second one? Iron mines and railroads. And trees. Yeah. Like lumber. Yeah. Fuck. So stipulating in his will that none of his children or grandchildren would receive any... What's he going to do? Take it with him? Any of his $100 million estate worth around $1.5 billion today. Oh, fuck that. I'd challenge that shit. His descendants could only access the money 21 years after his death of his last surviving grandchild. He did leave his children annual allowances of about $1,000 a year. What a wanker. Big hearted prick. What a fucking wanker. He gave $30,000 annually, the equivalent of $444 a day to his favourite son and nothing to his daughter. (gasps) In 2011... Favourite son. That implies that he's got more than one son too. Almost, after, almost a century after he died, the will was shared amongst his 12 descendants who he'd never met. So the 21 years after his grandson had died. What a fucking weirdo. That level of people in this is just making me ragey. That's, that's I'm going to end up fucking stabby by the end of this list. And I came in with a, in a really good mood. I was like, yeah, fuck yeah, man. The Hilltop Pools were, they were fucking brilliant. This concert's so good. I'm in such a good mood. And now I'm just like, I'm going to kill somebody tonight. Just, this is fucked. I'm just amazed at the level of fuck these people come to. That bloke... There's a word, and I've been trying really hard to not say it on the podcast, but he fits it. He does, doesn't he? Yes, he does. Let's have a look at Sir... Actually, you know what? They all fucking do. Let's have a look at Sir Osman Ali Khan, the Nizam of Hyderabad. What a title. Okay. What a title. The Nizam. He's the, he's the last ruling monarch of the Hyderabad state of India, because it's yeah. Hyderabad, India, and Pakistan. Oh, is there? Yep. Okay. Osman Ali Khan was once the richest man in the world with an estimated $2 billion in 1937, which is worth about $36 billion today. That's right before the Great Depression, That's isn't after it? That's after it. After it? Yeah. When was so that, the, though? The Great Depression was sort of 1930 to 1938. <clears throat> so it's just before hell. the war. Yeah. Um, he splurged millions on luxury jewellery and diamonds, yet refusing to pay 35 rupees for a new blanket when it was threadbare. Man's got his priorities wrong. He lived in patched up clothes for months on end and scrounged cigarettes off his guests. 
as well as saving up discarded butts to smoke them later. Oh my god, you dirty <laughs> fuck! <laughs> we, we've got fucking ashtray divers at work, and every day we're like, oh no. And it gets cleaned out nearly every day. Like we've, we've never had to empty the ashtray in the what, eight months that I've worked in Bernie. Because it just gets cleaned out. He hid gems and, per- gems and pearls in gold coins in lorries in an underground vault, planning to leave the state with the bounty if he was under threat. He once donated trunks full of gold to the National Defence Fund in India, yet demanded to get the trunks back afterwards. <laughs> Have all the money, don't take my trunk. Some of these people are just pure fucking insane. <laughs> Crazy. They are right proper Fruit Loops, aren't they? <laughs> this bloke is. Oh, dear. No, none of them. No, They're none of them. You're right. right. Oh, he's a famous one. A real famous person. Oh. Very famous person. Right. Give me a hint. Head bobble. Oh, Hitler. No, no. Looked like Hitler. Well, you had your finger up under your nose like a moustache, but the first head wobble, I'm like, oh, it's David Gray. And then I'm like, well, hang on. Oh, Charlie Chaplin. Yeah, Sarah Silent yeah, Films. Yeah, I'd be shit at charades. <laughs> <laughs> Don't ever ask me to be on your charades team because I'll just so, fuck it up. So this is cool. The, I've read this one. I read it during the week. Um, the iconic star of Silent Films made his name through the character of Charlie the Tramp. Chaplin's penny-pinching ways extended beyond the big screen. Despite earning $10,000 a week, which is about $235,000 a week now, the star was so mean with his money that fellow actor, actor Marlon Brando called him an egotistical tyrant. Wow. Yeah. Actually, you, I have heard before that he was a bit of a bad bloke. Yeah. He went out for dinner with his friends. He rarely bring any cash, so he'd never have to chuck in. What the fuck? And it wasn't just the small things that the star tried to avoid paying for. Chaplin borrowed movie set carpenters to build his house. Oh, come on. It came back to bite him in the ass when the house fell apart. Sucked in. <laughs> like, seriously, sucked in. Oh, I've got a... did, did you say at the start of that that he was a... Like, he come from... Pre- like, what? No, his first, mo- tramp? his first movie was called Charlie the Tramp. Oh, okay. Yeah, so he played the part of a penny-pinching fuckwit. I was, but, yeah. I was trying to stifle a yawn. Oh, dear. Hello. It's that boring. No. <laughs> I've got a funny story about penny pinching that I feel I need to share. <laughs> I know a fella. Okay. I know a fella who went on holidays to uh, uh, an Australian territory off the coast and had a feed with his family at an establishment mm-hmm. and the steak cost $23. Mm-hmm. That was good. That's reasonable. That's not bad for a steak. I'd do that. Well, considering it's, a, you know, like plus... It's an Australian territory off the mainland yeah. continent, so you expect things to be a little bit extra. Because you probably to pay dollars $20, $28, $29 for a steak in Devonport, for example. Mm. The next night, he and his family went to the RSL, which we know all the money from the RSL goes to Legacy and the like. Mm-hmm. The steak was $2 dearer there, mm-hmm. so he got up and walked out. And went back to the the first establishment. No. Yep. Just fuck. <laughs> if that's not the tightest thing you've ever heard, particularly with all the money going to the RSL, that's a world record for me. It, it, yeah, that's pretty fucked. Have a this snoozer, John Paul John Getty. John Paul Getty. I've heard of his name before, he, he but it looks, looks like Droopy off Droopy and Dripple, doesn't he? Perhaps I've just caught him mid blink. 
It's just one of those ones. But, you know, back in those days, because it's a black and white photo, yeah. you couldn't just delete it and try again. <laughs> it was the- like those wind-up cameras. Remember you get those cheap-ass <laughs> cameras when you were a kid, the disposable ones? Yeah. And you wouldn't know what the fuck you'd gotten in your photos once you'd taken them until you got the film developed and you know, then got it sent back to you and half of them were like your fingers in the way. You and- know the worst part of those cameras was? Wind <laughs> the bastard back up. Take it in to get them developed. Kids these days will never know the pain of winding one of those fucking cameras. No. Or winding back in the tape on your cassette tape. Yeah, with the pencil. Or the the VCR. Oh, the VCR. So John Paul Getty was a billionaire who inherited the reins of his father's oil business. So he's got plenty. Okay, but it was dad's money. He allegedly installed a payphone in his mansion because he was too tight-fisted to let guests rack up the phone bill. In his mansion, no less. Yeah. I read this one during the week as well, and I thought, oh, my God, have a go at this bloke. These people are making me angry. (laughs) This is the meanest moment of his life. So, 1973, he was born in 1892, so what's that make him? 81. So, he's about the same age as my dad now. Yep, so, can you imagine your dad, if your grandson was kidnapped... Yeah. Um, the gang demanded he pay seventeen million dollars worth of ransom, which is ninety eight million a day. Yeah. Um, he, uh, it would have been pocket change to him, mm. but he refused. I have fourteen grandchildren. Oh, you! If I pay a ransom, I'll have fourteen grandchildren kidnapped. Are you fucking kidding me? He released it in the end and paid $3 million, which is about 17 today, uh, as that was the highest amount that could be tax-deductible and loaned... Oh, my God! ...and loaned the rest of the ransom money to his grandson, who had to pay it back at 4% interest. What the... You <laughs> miserly fucking old... <laughs> fucking terrible is that? Fuck! How terrible is that? I'm going to loan you the ransom money for when you got kidnapped. <laughs> and you pay it back with interest. And you pay it back with interest. What the fuck is wrong with you? It's <laughs> amazing. This is just like a whole episode of me being ragey. <laughs> That's fun, what though. it is. It's good. It's good theatre. Is it? Yeah. Because I'm worried that I'm just going to blow everybody's speakers by getting <laughs> ragey at fucking miserly old... People. One of our regular listeners, Rodney's probably listening to this at work and trying not to laugh at you swearing <laughs> your guts out. Sorry, Rodney. Sorry, Rodney. One day I will come in and actually meet you. <laughs> and then you look at me and you go, oh, you're not actually what I thought you looked like at all. <laughs> Kerry- you look normal. Cary <laughs> <laughs> Grant, he was an actor, wasn't he? Yeah, I believe he was. Very yeah. suave looking bastard. Mm, I don't like the look at those eyes. No, those eyes. Um, are the eyes of one of the wealthiest actors of his time. Um, he was worth an ex- estimated $60 million at the time of his death in 1986, which works out about $140 million now. Good grief, that's a lot of money. I'd be happy with $1 million. Well, Grant is said to have marked his milk bottles to see if his servants had taken a sip. Oh, come the fuck on. Not only, but he billed his house guests for laundry and even charged money for autographs. What the... Why are these people like this? <laughs> this is funny. This is funny. When he married billionaire Woolworth's heiress Barbara Hutton, 
The pair were nicknamed Cash and Carry. <laughs> I wonder if a prenup was signed. I reckon. Have to have been. I reckon. Because there is no way that she would have let someone like him get at her nah. coinage. Nah, did they reckon. divorce, I wonder, or did they uh, stay married? It doesn't say here. Um, her extravagant spending habits were not shared by him. Obviously. So she had cash. She splashed it. And she was down for yeah. stimulating the economy. Now, I was horrified to read while I was doing some research for this piece that the greatest basketballer of all time, who is... Michael Jordan. Tipped a cocktail waitress five bucks when he was gambling at um, in Las Vegas with Wayne Gretzky. And Wayne Gretzky, the ice hockey player, took the $5 note off the lady, dragged a $100 chip out of Michael Jordan's stash and gave it to her and said, that's how you tip in Vegas. Yeah. Well played, Wayne yeah. Gretzky. <laughs> so, might be the greatest basketball player of all time. Yeah, but, but well can played. also be a bit of a wanker by yeah. the sound of it. But Wayne Gretzky's like, ah, this isn't this isn't going to fly. Yeah, not cool, man. So don't not be like Mike. Cool. Yeah, don't be like Mike. Don't be like Although Mike. Although we don't do tipping here in Australia. I no. know we have some uh, international listeners. Now, tipping is an interesting one because we. Americans get paid below the minimum wage, which I think must be highly illegal, and they or rely is on tips. Minimum wage lower, well, it might much be. much lower than ours. It I might think. be because they rely on tips to get through. Where and we also their healthcare system is fucked, and we don't we don't do tips here because we get paid. Properly. They do still have tip jars. Yeah, there's still tip jars. But you might put in like a $2 coin. I can't remember the last time I put anything in a tip jar. Without being a tight-ass buddy, Kerry Grant fucking... Uh, no, I normally chuck something in the Buskers guitar yeah. case or, yeah. or whatever, you know. like Or, or the guide dog, like the Royal yeah. Guide Dogs Association with the little, little plastic puppy sitting yeah. on the counter. I'll chuck me coins in there. But in Vanuatu, it's highly offensive to tip. They, really? The, the Vanuatu, Ni Vanuatu they're called, they get really, really pissy if you tip them. Oh. Because their philosophy is, we make money through work, yeah. we make enough money, you don't need to do that, it's just part of our job. Oh. So when I stayed over there once, the suggestion from the concierge mm. was to put 300 Vatu, which is a currency, mm. in a little jar as you left, and that was your you know, tip, so to speak, and it was a Christmas party. Oh, cool. 300 Vatu is 80 cents. I'll be fair. So I stayed there for a week. Yeah. And tipped 80 cents because that's all they wanted. That's what, that's what the suggestion was. It just was. doesn't seem... No. Like, but I no. guess the cost of living there would be somewhat lower. Well, it's not. No? No, I... <laughs> funnily enough, I saw a job in Vanuatu. It was a cricket and hockey coaching job. And I thought, well, that's just me. Yeah. I'm, and then you said to me, do you want to live in Vanuatu? And I'm like... Not really keen on the idea. No. But then, Sorry. But then I couldn't help myself. I did a bit of what's the cost of living like in Vanuatu. And it's about the same. Really? Yeah. Like, because petrol's so much dearer and real estate, fuck. Yeah, because it's a beautiful yeah. place. It's like trying to buy a house in Sydney. Yeah. I, no. Well, I your coconuts are cheaper. <laughs> and your bananas. But, yep. But, yeah, real estate and you fuel You know what happens when you eat off coconuts, though? Yeah, isolation. <laughs> oh, Milky Joe. Hello to all the Mighty Bush fans. <laughs> so this bloke, the, the bloke that we're going to look at next, he is as rich as fuck. Okay. He was a... Sh- you can guess who he is. See if you can guess who he is. Okay. He was a shipping magnate who controlled the world's largest privately owned shipping fleet. 
worth $500 million when he died in 1975. About $2.3 at the moment. Good grief. He married JFK's widow. Oh. Aristotle Nassus. Yeah. Yeah. Made him the, uh, married Jackie Kennedy, making him the second stingy husband for Kennedy as her former husband was allegedly clashed over money and shopping bills. So JFK was a bit of a tight ass. Really? But he put a man on the moon at whatever expense. Yeah, but the Kennedys are not short of money either. No, no, not at all. I don't think anyone that's involved in American politics is short of money because isn't it ridiculously yeah. expensive to even campaign yeah. for like the pre-selection and all that sort of nonsense that goes on in their election They are short process? on little professed though, the Kennedy family. Oh, that wouldn't have stopped him. He got eaten in the back of the fucking head. Yeah, that's true. Jeez, I'm, I'm so fucking rough as gut sometimes, aren't I? Oh, that wouldn't have stopped him. He got eaten in the back of the fucking head. Jesus. But sometimes where, I surprise myself. But where was the exit wound? Oh, well. Oh, shit. See, we've been over this. We've we need to this. do... Um, yeah, we'll do um, conspiracies number two. Yeah, no, but I need... I want to do a bit deeper research uh, into some, like, really, like... Loose one. See, I got really ragey during the week because I watched some fuck knuckle former policeman saying it wasn't Martin Brighton oh, at Port Arthur. And, yeah, and he you're laying in bed, and I'm like, I can't believe you're still watching this. Some of his theories, yeah, that he was like, well, this proves it. I'm like, that doesn't fucking prove anything. Yeah. Correlation does not equal causation, you cockwomble. Yeah, oh, it was ridiculous. But anyway, Aristotle and Nassus. Uh, didn't like to part with his money and was, went on absurd penny-pinching list, refusing to wear a coat when he would avoid a cloakroom charge. Oh, no. And he would dig up old spaghetti from the garbage and demand to know why it was wasted. Oh, yuck! <laughs> Who didn't eat your spaghetti? Well, are you going to fucking rinse it off and reuse oh, it? Oh, just chuck it under the tap, put it in a colon, that should be all good. That's Filth. Yeah. Give it to the dog. Oh, the, well, he you probably wouldn't have a dog. It'd be too fucking expensive. Yeah, oh, no, I couldn't afford a can of pal. He probably ate it. He probably ate the can of pal. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> now, I've never heard of this lady before. Leona Helmsley. No idea. She was a real estate mogul and earned the nickname the Queen of Mean. Oh, I feel like I'm about to get stabby again. Um, she married a real estate developer as well. Uh, the Helmsley the Helmsley Hotel business had a net worth of five billion dollars. Jeez! But she was so hated by her employees, she once refused to pay a builder eighty eight grand in fees, and repeatedly held back payments from contractors despite spending a fortune on luxuries for herself. <gasps> you dirty bitch! She also thought she was above paying taxes. Oh shit! Does she get a comeuppance? Please tell me she does. Well, she said to her housekeeper. We don't pay taxes. Only little people pay taxes. <gasps> oh, my God. Someone's got a superiority complex. Is she dead? Is she dead? I think so. Oh, no, but you'll love this. Her attitude eventually caught up with her when she came to light that the couple used $4 million of company funds to renovate the house. Helmsley was given a four-year prison sentence. And her husband, who had fallen seriously ill during a couple of strokes during the trial, didn't have to take part in the trial. So she went to prison. Suck it! Sucked in, whatever your name was again, Leona Helmsley. Sucked in, yeah. you miserly bitch. Yeah. Just fuck off. Yeah, just fuck right off. Do you want another penny-pinching story from Tasmania? 
Okay. <laughs> the look on your face. We need to do like a live. We need to do a live video one night. Although we're working on getting a proper setup so we can <laughs> use. Um, we're gonna put a desk and have our microphones on proper little um. What yeah. do you call those things? Things. The bendy. You can move them around. Stands. Yeah, stands. Stands. It sort of is a stand. Anyway, yeah. I know a bloke. <laughs> is it the same bloke? Same bloke. This bloke was visiting family um, in the south of the state and was a bit like um, Joseph and Mary, really, because they turned up and there was no room in the inn. <laughs> and Georgia told him to piss off. <laughs> 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 So this this person had to find somewhere to stay. Alternative accommodation. Alternative accommodation. And fuck. and rang the cheapest, nastiest place in um, in the south, and was heard to be saying, "So you're telling me there's a room with two singles for eighty five, or a queen with ninety? And took the two singles. If you did that. <laughs> I would kick you square in the nuts. I'd expect that. Cartman style. I'd, ex- I'd expect that. Oh, I don't like this woman. I don't like any of those people so far. Well, they wo- are not my sort of people. This woman allegedly gets called Australia's Iron Lady. Uh, you know who it is? I think I do. Worth 15.2. She's not a good looking lady. Not a good looking lady. Looks like a bulldog chewing on a wasp. Yeah, what's her fucking name? Gina Reinhardt? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Allegedly Scomo's worth fifteen point two billion. That's she, I cannot even conceive how much money I know. that is. So like imagine just wandering down the street and buying a crunchy for two bucks. Yeah. And going, I could do that another four thousand nine hundred and twenty five million times. Isn't that just <laughs> she probably has by the look of it. I think she yeah, she, she oh, likes crunchy. Oh, I just fat shamed her. Yeah, That's I think not she, very nice. I think she is likes it? a crunchy. That's not nice. I'm going to stop now. Yeah. That's, that's going low. Don't be nasty to this bloody bulldog chewing on custard. It's not good. Um, <laughs> <laughs> she famously attempted to cut her four children out of a $5 billion um, trust fund. Why? Each child was supposed to receive a third of the fund when the youngest turned 25, but four days before the youngest birthday, she said they'd be bankrupt if they took the money. Her children took a court accusing her of making charge, cha- changes against the trust, orchestrating legal documents and asked them to sign documents to, um, when they were young. The eldest daughter, Bianca, was made a trustee in 2015. She sued her mum for underpaying the trust and the legal battle continues. Like even now? Yep, even now. What sort of a fucking moron would do that to their... Yeah. What was her dad's name? Oh. He was someone Hancock, wasn't he? Yeah, John Hancock. Remember he married that, was it Rose? Yeah, Rose, um, 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 um. Some shit Portius went. Portius Hancock. Yeah, wasn't it? some shit went down there yeah. too, didn't it? So having money just, just, just fucks you up sometimes. Having that much money. Yeah. Turns you into a complete. Prick. Arsehole. Yeah, just arsehole central. But then again, you get people like, um. Bill Gates, who's dishing it all out, who him and his wife donate so much. Yeah. So why can't everybody be like that? On the subject of money, and this might sound crazy and extremely left wing, and I'm sure if Simon's listening, he'd be buddy walking around with the horn that he's converted me. 
Um, wouldn't it be great if you could just go snap your fingers mm. and wipe all foreign debt? Yeah. But if you did that, then countries wouldn't have another way to hold something over mm. other countries to have power over them. Like the money that Nigeria owes to America, mm. gone. Yeah. The money that China owes to Australia, gone. All gone. Yep. And just start again. Yep. If countries, it won't happen. If countries want to go into debt again, then we'll fucking more fool them. Yeah. But the, the amount of money that could be poured into healthcare and education, <sighs> if it wasn't being sent overseas to pay debt, would benefit the whole seven billion people who live on this rock. Yeah. Like, it's just fucking... It befuddles me. I know. The greed. Yeah. Be like Stan Kroenke. Mm, what a name. Yeah, he uh, he came under fire from many fans of his English Premier League club, Arsenal, when it emerged that the sports tycoon, who was worth $9.7 billion, had not put a penny of his own money into the club. So he owns the club. Yeah. But didn't tip a cent into it. To but- be fair, though, Arsenal is a massive, massive club. So I would imagine with all of their business going-ons and, like, whatever they do to bring in money, so everything from, like, merch sales at games yeah, to ticket, sales, ticket and sales and all that sort of stuff, he may not necessarily have to pour any money but, into But what it. they're saying is the people who own Manchester City are throwing a shitload of cash at him and buying Hollywood players to win titles. Oh. Yeah, that's what he hasn't done. Okay. Despite the fact he's got squillions. Did you know? Maybe he doesn't... Well, no, you don't own a fucking soccer team without understanding that yeah. you know that's how that shit works it's, did you know that Arsenal is the Queen's favourite team I did not yeah there you go the Queen bash yeah. for Arsenal and Arsenal is the only um, football team in England that mm. isn't named after a place huh yeah yeah okay yeah. I don't really have a favourite team as such and one more two more Arsenal facts yeah um I don't know why I fucking know this. I don't know why you remember Arsenal is the only team never to be relegated from the Premier League. Is that right? Yeah, even even the great Manchester United yeah. have been relegated from the Premier League at least once. Or the First Division at least once. My nose is so itchy. Um, this Stan, <laughs> this Stan Kroenke fella, <laughs> yes. it sort of goes hand in hand with Arsenal because Arsene Wenger is allegedly the world's stingiest oh, man too. He's stingy as nuts, not bounds. Oh, if you haven't seen the special one um, clips with the puppets. It used to be on... Uh, Satanta. No, it was, was on an SBS. Oh, SBS World Game. Yeah. With Les Murray. What nationality is he? It's Polish. Um, so, Kroenke... Uh, has sparked fans' rage on either side of the Atlantic. The sports mogul was accused of sacrificing fans' profits in 2016 when he moved the St. Louis Rams from Missouri to Los Angeles in order to find a better deal for a new stadium and maximise profits. But the businessman's ruthlessness didn't pay off as he's been ordered to pay $24 million to St. Louis supporters who held 30-year licences on seats at the stadium. 30-year licences. You can buy a ticket for 30 years and sit in the same seat for the next 30 years. Wow. Would you do that if you had um, the opportunity to? Like, if, meaning, you know, if you lived close enough to... If we lived close team. enough, if we lived in Melbourne mm. and the opportunity to buy a 30-year licence for a seat at Geelong came mm. up, I reckon I'd nearly do it. Yeah, I'd probably do it for the yeah. Brumbies. Yep. Yeah. I'd, I'd do it for the Brumbies. Yeah. 
Yeah, if it came up, like, 30-year license, imagine that. Imagine all the football you'd see. I would go every fucking opportunity. Yeah. Imagine well, all the... Look, the Diamontes are coming off my microphone, and oh. it's stuck on my arm, and Max... I look like a cheap stripper. Max disapproves of that. Max disapproves of everything. I look like a cheap stripper, William. Please help <laughs> me get it off. Hang on a sec. <laughs> Want to choose those words again? It's gone now. It's gone? Yeah. Little diamonte. It's gone. I have to get Zara to put some more diamontes on your thing. Yeah, I know. Yeah. It's very pretty though. So that's my list of stingy people. That, they were, they were just, ooh. Oh, it's good to see a couple of them get their, um, get their ass handed to them in the end. Yeah, I like a bit of comeuppance. Yeah. I hope Gina Reinhardt gets a fucking comeuppance too, greedy cow. Greedy cow. She's a fucking cow. Yeah. She yeah. looks like one too. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. Fucking greedy cow. <laughs> <laughs> How long have we been talking for? Let's see, look, 40 minutes. We've got 40 You're minutes like, oh, up. I've only got seven people on my list. I'm like, we will fill that time in. How about that first bloke? I want to go back to that first bloke. The lady's sister died. The lady's sister died. Fuck. I, I just, still can't believe you. Some of the people, I did wonder whether they came from, you know, a place of extreme poverty mm. and then have, like, worked their way into having money. But the majority of them... What are you laughing at? I what just, have I done? No, no, it's nothing you've done. I'm just thinking of the Simpsons character. Oh, okay. Oh, Chester Lampwick, who drew the first Itchy and Scratchy cartoon. Oh, yeah. And he went from being a, a complete bum to a solid gold house. <laughs> nice. And then he still wanted liver and wanted to shine people's shoes. Hard habits. <laughs> That's what I mean. Like, did they grow up in extreme poverty? Yeah. And so it's almost like a trauma response for them because... But at the same time, my dad grew up in extreme poverty, mm. and if he has money, he will fucking splash that shit yeah. around yeah. for everyone. So yeah. I don't know. It, but then the people that a lot of them had their money like handed down to them, but then refused to hand it down to yeah. their children. Yeah, old mate who's going to give his money to the fellow to his grandson's like twenty one years after his youngest grandson's death. Yeah, then, that is just stupidity. How does that phone call go? So you're the descendant, one of the I twelve think great, it would great, be great, great, pretty well known. Would it be? Yeah. Or you'd you get a phone call out of the blue from a lawyer saying, "Well, it's been twenty-one years since old mate's great youngest, or you know, longest-lived person died." Someone in my family was like that. He's twelve million dollars. <laughs> someone in my family was like <laughs> yeah. that. Well, actually, I don't, because then I'd feel really, really bad for yeah. the generations before me that they had to put up with this fuckwit. Because <laughs> that's fucked. I just, I cannot understand how somebody can be so miserable. Yeah. And so, well, heartless and cruel. It's just, it's absurd and it baffles me. It does. It's it's terrible, isn't it? It's really awful. The, um, (laughs) what I liked about the the whole stories, I I get fascinated with the, it was worth 12, uh, 10 million, 10,000 pounds in 1730. Mm. 1.69 billion today. I know. Isn't that just hard to imagine that amount of money? Yeah. I just love the conversion. Like, how do they work that out? You know, what it was then is still. What's the rise of inflation? Rate of inflation, not rise, rate of inflation, isn't it? That's unreal. That's how they work it out. These people. Stop yawning. You nearly did, and now you're making me yawn. Oh, I'm boring. Why am I spending bedtime? It's definitely bedtime. I'm <laughs> spent, rather tired. It's been a long week. 
It has been one hell of a fucking week. Hell of a ride this week. Still no news on my car. Yeah, which got bashed up. two weeks ago about my car getting bashed into on the highway. And I'm still none the wiser as to whether it's a write-off yeah. or not. I'm hoping that it's not. Fingers crossed anyway, but hopefully we'll hear something tomorrow. Who knows? We mm. might have some stuff to report back next week. Mm. We'll report back with the results of the poll next week. <laughs> the poll is exciting. It is exciting. I'm excited to hear what um, everybody wants it to be. And I apologise for not being very witty last week. I, I was good. was... I get distracted when I'm reading. Mm. And a lot of the time when you were talking to me, I was reading ahead to try and find a good one in the silly laws. And I sort of wasn't reacting properly to you, so <laughs> sorry, everybody. Nah, that's all good. That, that's why a lot of the time I don't... There's more fucking cat hair on this microphone. Max genuinely disapproves. Maxie, you might disapprove, but don't leave your hair around everywhere. For the love of God. Stupid cat. No wonder my nose is itchy. <laughs> I'm actually allergic to cats. Yeah, it's funny that you're allergic to the mascot. I am allergic to the mascot. <laughs> I'm allergic to his dander. His dander. Yeah, unclean. Does right. that sound dirty? Dander sounds we dirty. We should have a podcast centered around words that dirty sound words. dirty that aren't. Like, like what? Oh, moist. Queasy. <laughs> that actually. Yeah. <laughs> was it the one says queasy? Yes. No, if I said oh, queasy, queasy. <laughs> Why are you... Don't! Ew! <laughs> Why? You're making my eye twitch. Oh, did I have time to tell my favourite joke? Yeah, go for it. Did you hear about the bloke who had twin boys? <sighs> they were identical. He called them Pete and repeat. <laughs> Speaking of twitching eyes. <laughs> God. This is what I live with, everybody. This is what I live with. He's as good as a bloke who had um, twin identical daughters. Gina Reinhardt, please donate $200,000 to me in sympathy, you stingy cow. <laughs> the bloke who had twin identical daughters called him Kate and Duplicate. Stop! <laughs> I will stop. Let's press the button and stop. Yes, let's just stop it now. So you can listen to us on all the usual channels. Yes. We know um, people are listening on iTunes. Yeah, you can listen on iTunes. Spotify seems to be very popular. That's our biggest one. Uh, people have been listening on the Anchor website, which yeah. is cool. That works too. Yeah. Um, Overcast, I think it's Radio Public. Stitcher. Stitcher. Are we on Stitcher? Yeah, we're on Stitcher. Okay, cool. Because yeah. there was one that we weren't on. And Podcast was... one. We're not on yet. Yeah, no. We've got, we're still trying to work that one out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but keep tuning. And the other thing you can do, like it's all well and good to have people listen, but share the living shit out of it. Even if you just tell somebody, yeah. I'm listening to this podcast and I think it's really funny, they might come back and listen to it. And yeah. the more people we get listen to it, the better, because we just want to spread the stupidity. Yeah, absolutely. So share it. Get into it. Like, just tell everyone, tell your mates, oh, I'm listening to this. I know one lady who's downloaded Spotify purely just to listen to us. Yeah, which is amazing. Which is great. So share the love. If you're hearing this, just hit the share button. Say, this is funny, this is bullshit, whatever. Give us some sort of feedback, and it's all good. Also, before we completely sign off, we want to talk about merch. Yeah, we're looking at some merch. We've had a little bit of interest from other people in merch. Yeah, hoodies and shirts and... Yeah. Stubby Holders was a popular one. Stubby Holders was a great suggestion. Yeah. 
um, I had the idea of like a drawing of Max licking his ring pieces, just a sticker. Yeah. That you could just stick on your car. <laughs> yeah. So we're we're looking at merch. So if you if you reckon you'd be interested in some sort of merch, whether it's a a, a jumper or a or a t shirt or a picture of the cat licking his ring piece. I've designed a hoodie that just says on the front, hashtag Max approves. Because <laughs> we know tonight, hashtag Max dis- disapproves. Oh. Because he's not here, nobody knows where he is. He's outside. Yeah, dickhead. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> if you'd be interested in some sort of Rumpus Room podcast merch, leave us a comment. Tell us what you'd like. If you reckon um, you know, monocles with engraving on them would be good, let us know. Like No. I can't see a monocle. No. Pocket watch? No. Oh, man, that would be classy AF. Yeah. But no. Waistcoats. Um. With a cat licking its arsehole. On the oh, back. Geez. Like a, like a, like a, um, a Rebels Motorcycle Club patch, like one of the little vests, <laughs> but with a cat licking its arsehole. Oh, so weird that. I'll get on my motorbike and I'll be cruising down the highway, overtake some Rebels with their patches all over the back, and on the back of mine is the cat licking its ass. I like it stabbed, but if it fucking has to be funny. Oh, why? Harley riders are so tough. You don't ride Harley. I fucking, I came across the causeways at Midway Point down the Hobart, and it was windy as shit, and I'm tipped over at 45 degrees, leaning into the wind so I didn't get blown into the water, thinking, fuck, this is dangerous. I'm in all sorts of trouble here. When I got to the other end of the causeway, there were two rebels patched guys sitting on the edge of the causeway, not brave enough to go across. No way. And I'm like, <laughs> two fingers up, Adam, fuck you. <laughs> oh, I'm real tough. I carry a gun, but I can't go across the causeway. Do they carry guns? Oh, I wouldn't be surprised. Fucking okay. weirdos like that. <laughs> and this could be the last episode we do, because we may be shot. <laughs> <laughs> There's now a price on Will's head. <laughs> if, any, if any of our neighbours are listening and you hear gunshots at some stage, <laughs> please well, check actually, up on us. We've only got one set of neighbours now because the other one's moved out today. Yeah, well, we were talking about that earlier on, weren't we? We're getting new neighbours. We're getting new neighbours. I wonder what they're like. I hope they're not weirdos. What? I hope they're not weirdos. I thought you said it, I hope they are weirdos. No. That's why I was like, what? No, no, I don't know. I hope, no, I don't want weirdos. Nah. 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 Anyway. Right, enough. We're good. (laughs) (laughs) Enjoy your week, everyone. Cheers, everybody. Bye.